I'm Bill. And I'm T-Dog. And this is Two, two films, films, Two, two curious. curious, where the two of us watch two movies. And we're curious about them. Yes. Now, <clears throat> as you know, since we talked about it on the last thing, uh, this is uh, the T-Dog birthday episode coming out mm-hmm. in his birthday month on August the 44th. Yep. It's, I mean, my birthday's only halfway through that month. Right. So there we go. It's like, it's perfect. This was kismet is what it is. <laughs> we made it work. Listen, we have lives outside of the podcast. I know people Sometimes. don't like to think that, but yeah, that this is the, case. the parasocial relationship that we have with all of the people here that are not our fan, are not our not our like our actual in real life friends. How many people listen to the podcast that don't know us personally? Uh, Do like, any? I I don't think so. Okay, so yeah, it's definitely a parasocial relationship. Not that I know of. None of you people I mean, know us in person, uh, and so we do have lives outside of the podcast. Anyways, we've got this episode coming out, and Tyler, why don't you tell us about what the two movies are today? Because so the two, movies, the two movies that I chose are Princess Mononoke and Moana. What would you say is the through line between these two movies? What made you choose these two? Um, well, my, kind of my first idea, which then it kind of evolved into like all the things I'm going to talk about in my similarities, I guess, is that you know how there's the different kinds of conflict you can have in a story you can have like person versus person person versus nature nature versus nature person versus self all those different ones that they have yeah my my thinking is these are both person versus nature but kind of with a twist on it yeah okay it's not yeah there's there's not a, a really a villain in either of these movies it's it's kind of you know a misunderstanding that blows up into the conflict, the primary conflict of each movie. But yeah. it, it, the theme, thematically, they are both person versus nature. I could see that. I like that. I like that as the through line for them. Uh, now, before we get into the summaries of these movies, uh, shout out to the people that support this podcast financially. Thank you to mm-hmm. uh, co uh, co-tagonists Nick and Chris, who have been our uh, patrons on Patreon for quite some time, as well as Two Films, Three Curious, Alum Brenda, for sponsoring what do you do MCU on our bonus features another one coming out soon <clears throat> uh, also a little birdie tells me that co-tagonist Chris may graduate to two films three curious alum Chris in the very near future very soon Ooh. yes so there's no uh, raise that comes with this promotion unfortunately no. I mean you do get a special souvenir but yeah it's mostly just the title is what it is <laughs> So, anyways, uh, keep an eye out for that in your ear. Keep your eye in your ear. Keep your eye in your ear. Isn't that a, there's a thing for that? I think. <laughs> and they're like a, this is like a creepy picture where there's got this guy got his eyeball in his ear. It's like a horror movie. You, you can't be using Q-tips, that's for sure. No. Speaking of, poke yourself right in the eye. One half of two films too curious. He used Q-tips too much, and now he's got a sad ear again, and maybe needs to stop doing that. It's mostly allergies, though. Anyways, that's not related to neither Monoke, Mononoke or Moana. So, uh, <clears throat> Tyler, why don't you tell us about Princess Mononoke? I will. So, in Muromachi, Japan, which I clicked on that on Wikipedia because I was like, I don't know what that is. It's just a period of Japanese history from about 1336 to 1573. So we are in... Medieval-ish times. 
yeah. in this movie, which if you watch the movie it would be obvious. But um, there's a village. It's attacked by this boar-shaped demon monster thing. The last prince, uh, Ashitaka of that village, manages to defeat it, but it does kind of grab his arm right before he defeats it, and it gives him this curse. So basically this curse, as they kind of talk about, is powered by like hatred and anger. And he, when he uses it, he gets like super duper strong, but it also comes with pain. And they tell him that this will kill you eventually. So yeah. it is like it's a poison. Um, they, the villagers discover that the demon was actually a boar uh, god that was corrupted by an iron ball that was stuck in his body. It looked like a bullet. Um, they basically tell Ashitaka, "You're gonna have to go." to the lands where this guy came from and figure out what happened and you maybe you'll find a cure I don't know hopefully um, while he's heading in that direction he meets this monk um, actually as I have now found out this guy is not even a monk did he lie about being a monk? <laughs> it says an opportunist posing as a monk ah. <laughs> this whole time I thought he was a monk <laughs> <laughs> me too I honestly did too uh, which just shows how good he is at uh, posing I guess right so he tells him about the great forest spirit, uh, a deer-like animal god by day and a giant nightwalker by night. Um, Hold on. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of nightwalker, this is a thing that I've heard many times. Isn't nightwalker uh, a euphemism? Uh, it might be. That's what I thought. Anyways. Although when I click it on uh, Wikipedia, I get to the page Daidawarbachi, which is a yokai in Japanese mythology, also called the nightwalker. So in this case, it is not a euphemism. No. Um, he eventually or I guess we kind of cut to a different scene uh, there is a lady Lady Iboshi who is protecting this caravan that's bringing a bunch of iron and stuff to a place that is very aptly named Iron Town yes um, they repel this attack by a wolf god and it's uh, two children and riding one of the wolves is a human that's weird what is she doing with these wolves very odd um there's a fight. Everyone gets kind of thrown off the edge of a cliff, all the wolves. Um, Ashitaka's, again, on his, like, little trip. He sees uh, what they call what they call Mononoke Hime, which is the wolf princess. Um, and they just kind of see each other, acknowledge each other, don't like each other. Um, Ashitaka continues on. He goes to Iron Town. He meets with, uh, which is a, kind of a pretty awesome town, the women do like all the work in the iron shops and they're kind yeah. of in charge of the town which is awesome yeah um and lady Iboshi is in charge of the whole town in general so what they're doing is they're taking they're chopping down trees so that they can feed their furnaces so that they can make iron things they make guns which are these these are like not rudimentary but they are early era guns like it's it's a yeah. musket you're not you know you're shooting yeah, a bullet it's... and it take you a minute to in between, <laughs> yeah, it's the in between between a gun and a firework. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, while uh, Ashitaka is there hanging out and just kind of trying to figure out, well, you know, why did y'all corrupt this boar that then cursed me? Uh, Princess Mononoke, whose name is San, we find out, attacks the town and is trying to kill Iboshi because Iboshi is the one that's chopping down all the trees and kind of disrupting the balance of nature, as it were. Yeah. Um, they fight. It's kind of clear that, you know, maybe one, maybe both of them will die. Ashitaka kind of jumps in. He's like, no, we're done fighting. This fighting, see this curse that that I have is because of this fighting. It's because of this hatred. So we're going to stop this now. 
kind of kicks everyone's ass and then leaves with uh, San, kind of saves her life because she is surrounded in the whole village by people with guns and, you know, pole arms and swords. So she wasn't going to make it out of there alive. Right. Um, <clears throat> saves her. Uh, she kind of initially is like, why you save me? I don't like you. I don't like humans. Humans suck. And he's like, but you're a human. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm a wolf. Right. Can't you tell? Uh, <laughs> can't you tell by my mask that doesn't look like a wolf? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Ashitaka did get pretty uh, hurt. He got shot like right through the heart. Yeah. And what's his what's Who's to blame? What's to blame? One of the ladies that her husband got <laughs> killed by the wolf attack. So she wanted revenge. Yeah. She he gives gets... love a bad name. Is that's what it is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes, or she takes him to the center of the forest. The forest, like uh, the great forest spirit, heals him, and then a bunch of uh, pigs show up, big, big old boars that are like, "Hey, our friend got corrupted by them and get killed by them, so we're gonna fight the humans." And uh, the other spirits are like. Like the main wolf spirit are like, nah, that's dumb idea. They're just going to kill y'all too. Um, but they go ahead and do it. The boars all attack. And there's a huge kind of, there's explosions. A lot of people die. A lot of boars die. Um, the boars then are coming back. And they're like, because they obviously lost. And everyone's kind of using this opportunity. At least Lady Iboshi and the monk, are, Jigo, are like, let's kill the great forest spirit. Because then like, all the forest, all the spirits will die, and they'll they'll go away, and then we can have all the wood to ourselves. Yeah. Um, so they they follow the wolf, or not the wolf. Well, the wolf is there too, but they follow the main new boar spirit who is getting corrupted because he got shot. Um, San is kind of trapped in these weird gribbly grabbly things that come out of the boar that make it look like the demon from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So she's kind of captured. They end up killing the wolf, or not the wolf, the main tree spirit. They shoot his head right off because the Jigo's like, actually, JK, I wanted his head because the emperor wants it and it's going to make him immortal. So now let's get it out of here. Because the great forest spirit dies, all this crazy stuff starts happening. It's like raining little friendly tree spirits that are dead. All the trees and stuff are dying. Anything that his blood touches like becomes corrupt as well. Yeah. Ashitaka is even more corrupt now. San gets corrupted too. But they manage to catch up to Jigo. They get the head. They give it back to the Force Spirit. And then it heals everything. And everyone's happy. Lady Boshi loses an arm um, during the, the last final fight. But then at the end, it's kind of an understanding like, hey, maybe we won't just chop down all the trees. Maybe we can both live in harmony. We, we can all be nice and good people. Well, there and you that's go. the end of the movie. So, uh, actually, no, I'm going to save that for later. I have a question. I had a question about Princess Mononoke, but I'm going to save that for question time. So, okay. uh, yeah, that was it. So, um, one of the things that I think uh, is my least favorite part about Princess Mononoke is that I keep falling asleep uh, in it. <laughs> it's uh, long. But I really it, like the movie. It is very slow in parts. It is. It is. I feel like Princess Mononoke is, to me, in some ways what Ben-Hur was to you. You liked Ben-Hur. Yeah. But it was very long. Yeah. I, I like Princess Mononoke. Kind of, okay. That's how I feel about uh, There Will Be Blood, too. Yeah. So the other movie, as we said, is Moana. Moana starts with uh, Moana, 
she is a little kid and she wants to go in the water and her dad's like no don't go in the water they live on an island i guess that's important to say they live on an island and moana's There's dad a is lot like, of water yeah a lot of water everywhere <laughs> moana's dad's like don't touch the water water's the no-no uh and she was like okay but it's kind of right it's spicy don't touch it it's spicy uh and there's a whole song towards the beginning where he's like this is what we've been doing this is what we always do we just we're getting coconuts we're getting fish from very close parts of the water we're living our island life and it's great and we don't go out into the water into the deep water and moana grows up and she's like they're like moana you need to be you're gonna be the next chief and she's like bet and then she's like but we need to go out in the water and he's like, no. And then the fishermen come back, and they're like, all our fish are fucking dead. And it's like, no, it's supposed to be. That's how you eat them. He's like, no, 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 they're like bad dead. And they're like, uh-oh. And Moana's like, well, well, let's go past the reefs. And Moana's dad is like, fucking no, we're not going further out. Uh, and, like, the coconuts are rotting, and it's just bad. The island is dying. Uh, and it turns out it's because somebody shot a boar god with, with a gun, <laughs> and he's destroying the island. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but... Um, Moana is like, ah. and Moana's grandma is like, hey, listen, your dad's crazy pants. We've been doing this for years, going to other islands and other islands and other islands and looking at new island shit. Check yep. it out. Here are the boats. And Moana's dad's like, I should have fucking burned those boats. Uh, but then Moana's grandma falls down. Uh, and Moana's dad is like, all right, I got to take care of this. Don't go anywhere. And Moana's like, okay, I'm going to go somewhere. She gets on a boat. Uh, Moana's grandma, I forgot, gave her the stone. That was like, this is the stone of nature. Oh, that's how the movie starts. I forgot. Uh, it starts with the story of Maui, who is uh, a god that can transform into things and uh, helps bring stuff to humans. And he stole the power to grow things from the nature goddess and was fought by a volcano goddess. Uh, and he gave it to humans so humans can grow things. Anyways, Moana's grandma's got it. Yeah, a classic. Here's our mythology opening. Right. Yeah, like in uh, Watership Down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Moana's grandma's like, here, here's that rock. You got to go put it back, and then we'll be fine. Uh, and she goes, and she finds Maui, and she's like, or she gets it, on the boat. She you know, sails way out. The strangest like, thing I thought was right when she left, her dad started singing, that's my daughter in the water. Yeah. Which God, was just. That song. <laughs> We will never watch <laughs> Knocked Up for the podcast for many reasons. I, I can, think. you know, I can access that song so quickly. It's your Christmas present. <laughs> now that you have Spotify, you can actually utilize that. Oh my God, I hate that song. Anyways, uh, Moana is going to go find Maui so that she can get Maui to put the rock, help her put the rock back. She finds Maui and he's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Firstly, I don't have my hook. Uh, secondly, I'm not going to fucking do that. And the ocean is like, no, you need to help. And so Maui's like, fine. Well, first we got to go get my hook. So uh, they go and find the elf from Two Towers, who's actually a crab. And they get his hook back. Uh, and he transforms into stuff, and he can do it again. But he's not great at it. He's having some struggles. Anyways, he's like, fuck this. I'm not going to do it. And Moana's like, all right, well, I'm going to do it. And they end up going to the, they, they have to get through the volcano land. And then they can get to the grassland and uh maui's hook gets broken in the volcano land uh and he's like i can't do this anymore and moana's like fine scrub stay here i'm gonna do it and she goes and she's struggling and then maui shows up and he's like i'm sorry you're right i should help and so she gets there to where the nature goddess is that she needs to give the rock back to and she realizes the nature goddess is the volcano goddess and mm-hmm. so they parlay, and she's like, hey, Volcano Goddess, I am so sorry. Here's this rock back. Maui was 
he wanted people to like him. Haven't we all before? And she's like, all right, yeah, I understand. She puts the rock back and everything goes okay. And then she goes back home. Uh, oh, she saw the spirit of her grandma too. And this, mm-hmm. I really like this part. I forgot about this part. Her grandma says, look, I put a lot on you. I put so much on you and you've done so much. And if you're, if you need to be done, I'm giving you permission right now. You are, you can be done. You are so good. Mm-hmm. You've done everything you need to. And she's like, thank you. But I know I'm not done. And so then, so that's when she goes to Volcano Land. Anyway, she gets back home. Her grandma has died. Yeah. But they're going to get on the boats and they go find a new island. And then the movie is them going to find a new, the end of the movie is them going to find a new island. It's a really great movie. The music is amazing. It's all done by, mm-hmm. uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and there's another guy that helped write some of the lyrics, but I can't remember who now. Uh, but it's, it's a very good movie, uh, and that's that's that. Did I get? Did I miss anything? I don't think so. You got all the main bits. I got did that one faster, I think, than I normally do. I got <laughs> I got through that one. To be fair, both these are kind of, I guess, in many ways, a simple story. Yeah. Simple in that it's like an A to B thing, and then. Everyone's happy, right? So, the, I mean, the, yeah, the main bits the of journey. it are not the story, right? Yeah, it's the journey. Got some fun yeah. facts, Spill. and uh, most of these ones for Princess Mononoke are about how Hayao Miyazaki is fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, he personally corrected or redrew more than eighty thousand of the film's one hundred and forty-four thousand animation cells. Jeez, so more than half of them, he corrected or redrew personally. <laughs> The man is insane. <laughs> um, Princess Mononoke replaced E.T. as the biggest grossing film in Japan of all time until Titanic came out in 97. Huh. I didn't know that E.T. was such a big hit in Japan. I didn't know that either. <laughs> no huh. idea. Um, this, is, this is probably a fun fact on every Studio Ghibli film. Miyazaki had intended for this to be his final film before retiring. <laughs> its great success led to him to led him to do another, Spirited Away. He made many more films in the years after that. <laughs> always, always. Um, when the English dubbed version was screened at uh, TIFF, T-I-F-F, Toronto uh, Miyazaki... International Film Festival. Oh, thank you. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. He introduced his film to an audience saying, with Princess Mononoke, I intentionally threw out all the rules of entertainment movie making, which is why it will take some time for a true evaluation of this film to emerge. I hope you enjoy all of the ridiculously long two hours and 13 minutes. <laughs> this is quite long. It is. It feels longer than that. Like Ben-Hur, I paused it at one point because I had to go do something, and I was like, oh my god, we, we're, we're only 45 minutes deep. You really need an intermission for yeah. the movie. Um. This last one's interesting. Lady Eboshi wears red lipstick, making her one of the very few Ghibli characters in any of their movies with visible lips. Huh. I never thought about that. Now, I've not seen many, but that makes sense. It's a very, you know, Japanese animation thing. Yeah. But a lot of anime, and they also, it's not, obviously they have a mouth, but it's not like they have lips. Yeah. Huh. So, those are the fun facts for Princess Mononoke. For Moana, we have a few. This one I'm kind of going to bring up later when I talk about subs versus dubs. Uh, that was going to be my question. Oh. Dwayne Johnson believes that voice acting is the most difficult career in acting and is personally annoyed when celebrities are cast in animated films despite voicing their characters badly anyway. 
Uh, when he was cast for the film, he repeatedly asked the other voice actors if he was actually giving a good performance, and he did. To be fair, he did. He did a yeah. He did a really good job. I'm glad that I'm glad that he worked hard to do it because it pays off, and it's good to show that he cared. Yeah. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda said that the character of Tamatoa the giant crab was a tribute to David Bowie. Oh, that tracks. Which, if he were alive then, would have been an awesome voice for him, too. I mean, it I love sounds... the voice we have for him. Devin, when Devin and I watched it, two films, three curious alone, Devin, uh, when we were watching it, she had said something about how that so- the song for that bit sounds like the Bowie's in Space song from Flight of the Concords. It does. Yeah. So it makes sense that it's, it's Bowie. Th- like, that, that super tracks. I get it. Yeah. Um, directors John Musker and Ron Clements researched for months and immersed themselves in Polynesian culture to make the film respectful to Polynesian culture and mythology. And I think it shows. Yeah. I mean, it, of course, I, I don't think Disney would let them make it if they didn't really try their hardest to be, you know, as respectful as possible. Yeah. Um, this one's interesting, and this happens in a lot in especially older animated disney movies like hand-drawn ones mm-hmm. when moana sits up in the sand on maui's island the scene was copied from disney's frozen the animators used the exact same scene and animation as when anna wakes up in her bedroom oh huh saves money and time there you go and you don't notice unless you're someone who writes the trivia for imdb <laughs> and how much you want to bet some some disney animator was like I can't believe they made us do this. I'm going to put it on IMDb. <laughs> that may be the case. <laughs> Don't click the name underneath the person that, that added it. You're going you're gonna to crack this case wide open. You'll, ha- you'll have an IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in many European countries, the title and main character were changed hmm. to Vajana to avoid referencing Italian actress Moana Pazzi. The voice actors had to come back and re-record their lines. At first I thought, People can have the same name. And I looked up Moana Pazzi is a pornographic actress, which explains why they would want to maybe... have that changed? Why Disney specifically would try to delineate that. Yeah, you don't want want those parallels. You don't want that... Because you don't want little kids Googling Moana. Right. In these countries, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. You can just Google Moana. No, not that one, obviously. (laughs) Moana for under 18-year-olds. Here's a fun fact. It's not related. Uh, hmm. d- were you aware that uh, brothers Nick and Jack, who will never listen to this podcast, uh, pranked me and my Disney Plus? No. What did, <laughs> what did they do? So I didn't I notice felt, it. On, I didn't even get Moana. let in on this. I, I, I post about it because I figured it out like a, a, like a year or so ago. Um, but... I thought it was very weird. There were a couple of movies that were showing up with slightly different titles than they were released under. And oh. I thought, this is really weird. What is going on? Like, did they change why is country the or whatever? They did. They switched me to British English instead of American English. So I didn't see if Moana was one of those changes, but Pirates what? of the Caribbean was, and I was very cross about that. What them. was that one called? I don't remember. One of the Pirates movies was a different name. It was, Caribbean it was Pirates? Upsetting. Yeah. It was uh, privateers of the uh, <laughs> Central Atlantic. I don't know. <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> it's funny for some people. Oh. Well, <laughs> I'm not on your Disney Plus, or else I would have fixed it. Before you. <laughs> I appreciate that. 
Do you have any more Moana fun facts, or is that all of them? Oh, that's the last one. Well, there we go. Those are our fun facts, right? I mean, have you, have you seen when he talked about how when he watched the movie with his daughter, he'll, like, sing the stuff when Maui's singing, and she'll be like, quiet, daddy. And he's like, it's my <laughs> voice. It's me. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm giving you the best surround sound you've ever had, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about some fun facts. I mean, not fun facts. Let's talk about... What's the other thing? What's the other thing? What's the thing we do on this podcast? Similarities and differences. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, so I think the biggest similarity here is <clears throat> the last, the next in line for the throne leaves their house to try and fix nature and a god. That's exactly it. That's it. That's the whole movie. That's it. That's... We've done all the similarities. The biggest difference here <laughs> is that there's a lot more water in Moana. Boom. Crack this case and... wide open. Thank you guys <laughs> for listening. One of my watching movies. <laughs> Mononoke is not a musical. <laughs> it's not. There is music in it, but it is not a musical. Yes. Yes. But yeah, I mean that is that is kind of the like I said the big thread between the movies. Yeah, I had forgotten about it until we start until I started watching uh, Princess Mononoke, and I was like, oh my god, there there is there are some similarities here. And, yeah, and I mean in a way, especially just like the first fourth of the movie is yeah. basically the same movie. Now it branches off from there, but yeah, you're right. The, the opening is essentially the same. The whole like idea of it. Yeah. Uh, although I guess an interesting difference being that uh, what was I going to say? Oh, that um, Moana chooses to leave against the wishes ultimately of mm-hmm. her father versus Ashitaka who. Is told, kind of told like you yeah. have to leave, and he's like, "No, I know I have to leave." And they're like, "Well, because of that, we have to shun you." And he's like, "All right, bet." Yeah. So, uh, another similarity that I had that I thought was interesting uh, was that in both movies, you want to make sure that nature is properly healed and alive because mm-hmm. the people utilize nature. Yeah. So in Mononoke, they take it to the extreme with the exploitation of the land and the sort of destroying of nature because you've used it too much. Mm-hmm. But both movies are about restoring the natural balance so that you can continue to utilize the things that you do from nature. Yeah, because like it or not, I mean, mankind and nature are tied together. I mean, yeah. if the planet dies, we're all going to die too. So we only have like 20 years till that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have that uh, the conflict in uh, Mononoke is much more, I guess, obvious and direct. There is like, yeah. fi- like, fighting to kill and fight like people i mean it's obviously just much more violent because people get their arms and heads chopped off and all kinds of crazy stuff which doesn't happen in moana yeah but like it's it's a much more physical fight than not to say like obviously moana has like they fight the giant crab and the ocean kind of fights maui a couple times to like put him in his place and then at the end maui distracting the volcano goddess um but yeah Ultimately, it's it's just a much more visceral fight in Mononoke. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess the one for at least for 
Moana, it's just it's sort of standard Disney yeah. fighting. Maybe a little bit more than like Cinderella, but it's not. It is still understandably a movie made with children in mind, as opposed to Mononoke, which I'm I'm not sure how Miyazaki would feel about it, but I feel like some of his movies are definitely like, this is a movie I designed for children. Yeah. And this Ponyo is a movie that I did not. It's like, uh, right. is, is made for five-year-olds. And, and, that, and that's not... Totoro, I mean, that in any right? kind of Yeah, exactly. Both of those. And that's not... I don't mean that in a negative way in the least bit. Yeah. But they, 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 you can tell by, like, if you were that age watching it, you would love that movie more than I, I think an adult is capable of loving it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it speaks to kids on that level. Yeah. Um, and we, we kind of talked about it in the summaries of the movies, but in both of them involved the corruption of gods. Yeah. And then uh, ultimately, really, they both end with like the restoration, giving a body part back to the god, and then everyone's happy again. <laughs> like, <laughs> the ultimate thing is either a head or it's like, didn't they say it's like the heart of the yeah. of the uh, volcano goddess, and that's why she's so mad. So you the those ending scenes really the movies are bookmarked with the exact same scenes i guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the middle bits are different yes but the beginning and end are very similar i like that there's in neither is there really like a proper villain no one is villainous there's obviously yeah. protagonists and antagonists but no one is just like haha i'm evil i'm going to destroy the world it's the villain is really just a misunderstood, you know, force of nature in a way. Yeah. Although I think at least for me, you can tell that there are people in Mononoke who are overtly bad. Yes. I don't know if there's anybody who's bad in Moana except maybe the crab, but even still not really. He's Yeah. But like in Mononoke, that monk guy is—he's a bad guy. He's not a good guy. Yeah. He's not doing good things. The best thing he does is feed Ashitaka a little bit, but really, he's just trying to get the scoop. Yeah. So. And he and he, there's no you know resolution on what happened to him at the end. He's probably still a little con artist guy. Yeah. Like Iboshi realizes her failings and you know makes a is going to now make a conscious effort to be more you know one-to-one with nature instead of trying to dominate or control it but yeah that guy he's probably still doing same stuff so here right, i guess there is kind of one there's one guy that is overtly bad guy <laughs> and doesn't change <laughs> over the course of the movie like Iboshi does yeah i think that uh i know that miyazaki has a lot to say about nature a lot of the time that yeah. i think that the only thing that he hates more than people exploiting nature is war. Yep. Uh, but I do think it's interesting that Moana has this, like, we harvest, we take the crops, we fish mm -hmm. the seas, we do these things, and it's good. This is how we live, and this is how our culture survives, and this is how we can be the people that we are. And Mononoke is like, stop doing that. Yeah, It's an oversimplification <laughs> of those two movies, but, but Mononoke says, like, I don't know, as, as Moana says we are blessed because we get to use nature. Mononoke says you are blessed because nature lets you survive. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that it's odd that in Moana, nature itself is more of a, like a force. Yeah. Like a, like a, a personable force that you can see and that takes actions. And in Mononoke, it, it's kind of not, but it's scarier and more deadly and more alien, I guess. Even though it's not something you can just see that until like the very end when the great forest spirit gets killed. But over the course of the movie, it's just like if you're in the forest, who knows what manner of thing could kill you. Yeah. And it's, it's a dangerous place to be regardless of if you're a, a friend to nature or you're an enemy of nature. <laughs> it doesn't really discriminate against those two if a giant wolf's going to come and eat you. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I have any more overt similarities or differences. How about you? Um, well, I just have that Moana and Son are both badasses that don't give a shit about what other people tell them to do. Hell yeah. Which is awesome. It is interesting, yeah. And it's they both have animal friends. Those two characters are similar, even though Moana and Ashitaka are the ones doing the having a having a similar journey. Yeah, journey, the primary protagonist, quote unquote. Right. Yeah, and they're both friends to animals. They are. Hey, hey, the chicken, Alan <laughs> Tudyk's greatest role. They're very different animals, to be fair. <laughs> I saw thing that Alan Tudyk is the was the only person of the main cast that was not of any kind of Polynesian descent. <laughs> or I love. <laughs> have you seen the video of him from behind the scenes where he's making the chicken noises and the, and the so. he's in the he's in the booth, the recording booth for it, and he's making chicken noises. And he turns to the camera and he's like, "I went to Juilliard." <laughs> <laughs> I love Alan Tudyk. He's a funny guy. Speaking of, uh, we need to finish uh, Firefly. Because I think that might be his greatest role. He's very good in that. Other than this one, you mean? Other than, obviously, other than Hey, Hey, the Chicken. He's, Hey, Hey, the Chicken is inspired. <laughs> the weird thing is he showed up in costume every day for the voice recording. They're like, dude, we're not they're filming like, you. And it's he not mocap. Like, he's like, <laughs> well, it is now. And they're like, it's really not. Like, <laughs> you can say it all you want. It's not mocap. <laughs> So first question, mm -hmm. because I know that you also were going to talk about this, and I want to steal the question out from my Well, it wasn't really a question. I was, it's, it'll oh. be in response to your question, I guess. <laughs> my question is this. What is your opinion on the general concept of subs versus dubs? And more specifically, With how do you feel about the subs versus dubs for Mononoke? So in general, I think that... It's it's complicated for me. I, I'm never going to be the person that's like, oh, one's better than the other. I think it's yeah. very situational. I think that specifically with, like, really specifically with Ghibli films, mm -hmm. just that, and you took, you took that class in college about translation. Yeah. About translating things and how it, it feels like the translating the dialogue cut loses a little bit of something just because they have to kind of match up with what the animation, the mouth is moving. Yeah. I feel like the subtitles are more, I don't know, true translation of, of what is being said. Although any something is lost in translation, regardless, every time anyway. There's yeah. no way to like fully translate, especially two languages that are so different from each other as English and Japanese. Um, but also, it's just a lot of work to read the whole movie too. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. And I think that as long as the voice acting is quality in the English version, and it for Mononoke it is. I don't, yeah, it is. It's with Mononoke. I do like the subtitles more than the audio dub. But for other Ghibli movies, because this was kind of the first one that Disney really brought over and did like, you want to say like professional dubbing for, where like they hired actors, like established yeah. people and voices. I still feel like, like. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson said that I feel like some of the some of the people for it just kind of lent their voice to it and didn't like act, you know. It's who, like they read the lines say, in their own voice. Who would you say did that? <laughs> who who what cowboy looking ass monk would do something like that? What Billy Bob Thornton sounding asshole would come and, in and not voice act in a movie? And I don't think it's just him. <laughs> it's <laughs> A couple of the minor characters too, maybe, but especially as we get to later movies, Spirited Away. And Spirited Away is amazing. The, I was moving Castle, dubs. and those ones I think I prefer the the dubs on. Yeah, yeah. So this may be a. It's kind of which which did I see it in first? Okay, yeah, kind of like yeah. Do you like the live version of a song or the studio version of a song? Which yeah, it's really whichever one you yeah. learned and like heard first and then came to love. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, there's probably an obvious question then. Uh, did you watch the subs for Mononoke? Yeah, I watched the subtitles. I watched dubs. Uh, I well, we got to scrap this whole episode then. All right, we're uh, not even anyways, on the same page. Thank you are for we? thank you for <laughs> keep watching movies, and uh, I guess we love you. But who's to say now? <laughs> no, I uh, I get distracted. I mean, I usually watch things with the subtitles on, anyways, even same. if they are in English. Uh, already um but i the quickest way to make a long movie longer for me is if i have to read the subtitles um there's a movie that i love it was so cool it took me multiple years to watch it because i stopped halfway through and then didn't start until a couple of years later um mm-hmm. it's a five and a half hour long movie called gangs of wasipur oh, and yeah. it's from india and it's so cool but it's all it's all subs uh there's no dub for it and it was, or at least as I saw, there was no dub for it. And it was such a good movie, but man, it took forever to watch because I'd missed something and I'd have to go back and re rewatch to catch the subtitles again. Cause you know, it's a, I'm, I'm not going to be the kind of a guy that's like, I never have my phone on me while I watch a movie. I have my phone on me all the time. Yeah. So if I oh, look down on yeah, my phone, I'm going to miss the thing. And then I got to <laughs> go back. Cause I don't speak, I don't speak Hindi. I don't speak Japanese. I can't, I don't speak, I don't speak anything other than English, which is a personal failing. Uh, but it also means that I got to have the subtitles for these things. I know that at least for me, I'm not a huge weeb, so I can watch the dubs <laughs> just fine. I mean, that's how I feel too. It, it's just whichever one I watched first, really. Yeah. Which for most things is the dub. I. Yeah, I think that for me, for for most of them, it is as well. Although I think that Howl's Moving Castle, I watched first subbed because I watched part of it on um, pep rally days at, at high school. If I didn't want to go to the pep um, rally, they sent me to the Japanese classroom, and uh, the Japanese teacher would always put on Howl's Moving Castle, but she'd put it on in in Japanese with subs because she's like, it's a Japanese classroom, we're doing it. I'm like, okay. Well, that's um, better really than like that no movie, subs but... because it's a Japanese classroom. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but, um, since then I've watched it with dubs and I like the dubs. But that so. one has Christian Bale who 
as far as we know, actually turned into a giant bird man for the film. It Again, showed up in costume. We're like, man, this is but... not how. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Crystal's good as Calcifer, too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they cut out all his screams of him being on fire, but he did a good job. <laughs> yeah, and again, it wasn't even something they had planned. Christian Bale just came in and set him on fire, like threw matches at him. He's like, what are you doing, man? Come on. I think Calcifer is my favorite character in that movie. I really Which like Calcifer. Me... I like Turniphead, too. Yes. Oh, Turniphead's great. I mean, my next question was just going to be, what What are your favorite and least favorite uh, Ghibli films? Because more, whereas I feel like with Disney, there's not always a formula mm-hmm. but they are very similar in their yeah. in their tone in the things that obviously because they're trying to be always very child friendly the things they can and cannot do whereas ghibli there just feels like a much wider breadth of things right. that are covered like you have i forget the full name of it now but the one with fireflies grave of the fireflies grave of the fireflies that's like okay here's some post atomic bombing yeah. sadness like Never in a Disney movie will we see that. <laughs> well, uh, at the risk of sounding like a person that doesn't watch movies, I have seen three Studio Ghibli movies. So you have a no yes and a hell yes. <laughs> yeah, and I got to say, I loved Howl's Moving Castle, and I quite like Spirited Away. And so just because of that, <laughs> Princess Mononoke is my least favorite. I really like Princess Mononoke as well. I think that movie is really cool. I'm glad that we watched it for the podcast. I'm glad we could do it for your birthday. I know that it's one that you love. But Howl's Moving Castle is my favorite, and I really like Spirited Away. So that's that's where it goes. I'm sure if I watched any other one, there's a really good chance that that would come in fourth and Mononoke <laughs> would be third. I but mean, I, those are go. really the three that I've seen the most. The other yeah. ones I've seen maybe once because I was in a class that was about Miyazaki. So. There you go. I know that Two Films Through Curious alum Devin has seen uh, Kiki's Delivery Service because we've talked about how she really likes that movie. And I've seen the trailer of it at the beginning oh, of some so VHS I had as many times. <laughs> like if you added up the number of times I've seen the trailer, I've probably seen the, the, the length of the movie. Uh, but More I've not seen once. the movie. <laughs> That one's good. I would say that, again, it's a hard thing because, like, they're all good. My yeah. least favorite might be Kiki's Delivery Service. Well, there you go. But I love the movie. They're all really good. <laughs> my favorite is obviously one and okay. That's why I picked mm-hmm. it for this. So I picked it for my movie marathon when we did that. That's why I watch it with some kind, some kind of regular, like, maybe every couple months or so. Yeah. Um, but my favorite thing about really any of the movies is that even with like when my youngest brother was I want to say like five or six maybe I put on Spirited Away because it was one of the movies I had downloaded on my hard drive at that time mm-hmm. and just because I was like oh, no I think you might like it and he you know kids are always especially at that age just so high energy so like can't focus yeah. on one thing but man he just sat down and watched that whole movie and didn't make a fucking sound the whole time <laughs> Just watch, just like, just stared at it, at Spirited Away. Is this medium-sized Nick or Thor? This is about medium-sized Nick, I guess. The formerly little Nick? Yeah, the now as tall as me at least, Nick. (laughs) That's the one. Yeah, and I got to say, having met Nick before, him not making a sound is hard hard to achieve. He's, he's He's a pretty talkative individual. Yeah. Something that runs in, uh, once you get to know it, one of the younger Tornblooms. 
I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I'm not going to say that you're the loudest of the three, but you can talk. Yeah, that's right. I mean, once you get to know us. Mm. True. Nick will true. talk to you right away. Me and Thor and I, yeah. you got to get to know us, but then, especially then it's, Thor, yeah. you, can't, you can't get a little quiet. <laughs> that, um... And if it's about something like rats or video games, I can talk at length for sure. There you go. Have you seen, I'm looking at the list of Ghibli movies now because I wanted to make sure that those were the only three I've seen. Have you seen the movie The Cat Returns? We watched it in the class. Well, I've seen like half of it. <laughs> okay. Because it looks interesting. I really want to see Tales from Earth Sea, and I want to see Totoro and Kiki's. But The Cat Returns, just the, the, like the poster with the cat in the fancy clothes always, I'm like, hmm, I want to know more about this cat. Um, and then there's also Nausicaa, which is good. Yeah. Which is, which is an adaptation of a, a manga that I think Miyazaki did he write it? I don't know. Or maybe he did the anime, the drawing for it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, that one has a different name, right? Because it's on. It's it's not on here as Nasca. Is that? It might have been. It might have been pre, Ghibli. Actually, before they formed Ghibli. Right. Although but... it is also, like, considered a Ghibli film. What else? There's another one. There it is. The successful performance of Top Crafts. Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Topcraft. Which also did Thundercats and Silverhawks. I know of Nausicaa oh. because, yeah, I remember seeing the, the comic for it. Did he write that too? Based on, yeah, based on his 1982 manga. So it was him. And I've seen Castle in the Sky and, and Porco Rosso. I guess I've seen all of them, but like two. Two or three. There was... I didn't see the most recent one, The Wind Rises. Oh, did you see the the 3D animated one that they did? There's some thought that they they made it not great on purpose so that they could be like, no, see, we have to do 2D animation (laughs) from here on out. But I don't know how true that is. What's the name of that movie? What's that movie? Oh, Last Unicorn. Last Unicorn has Studio Ghibli people that worked on it. Yeah. People that ended up becoming Studio Ghibli people. I remember that. I was trying to come up with what animated movie did we watch that did that. But some of the ones, some of the other people that worked on 2D, Rankin and Bass stuff like The Hobbit or Return of the King also went on to Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Those are two starkly different uh, Oh yes, <laughs> animated movies for being technically in the same series. I had another question. I don't remember what it is now. What's your favorite Disney princess? Hmm. Probably uh, Rapunzel and Tangled. Intangible. Oh, tangible. It's such a such a tangible movie. It's a good movie. Uh, Xenomorph Queen, I think, is my favorite Disney princess. <laughs> no. Uh, Leia in Organa her, is my favorite Disney princess. In her younger days before she was queen. Right, right. <laughs> Before her coronation. <laughs> now, who is my favorite Disney princess? Obviously, Ariel has a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that I have liked the characters that sometimes stand alongside the Disney princesses, like Alice from Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. or Mulan, neither of whom are technically royalty. Or royalty, yes. Yeah. Uh, I like Beauty and the Beast, and so therefore Belle. 
But uh, I may not be the best person to ask when it comes to a Disney animated movie because when I see them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that movie. But I'm yeah. not like, oh, my God, I love that movie. I don't know. Yeah. I really like Moana, though. Yeah, Moana's really good. Do you have any other questions? Mm, I don't think so. What ha- what what was Moana your first choice to pair with Princess Mononoke? Was it? Was it? Well, I only recently saw Moana for the first time last year. So, I mean, we had been I had been thinking for a while about what I would pair with Princess Mononoke. Mm-hmm. And obviously like when I do movie pairings, I tend to just be like, "Well, I, I love both these movies. I'll find a way to make them." <laughs> we've pair done up. A, we've <laughs> done a few of those here too. <laughs> yes, yeah, to be fair. Um, but really, is I just kind of had the thought one day when we were trying to think, or think about what I want to do for my birthday. Yeah. And I picked Bone and Okay, and then I was like, "All right, let me think of like recent movies I've seen because I couldn't think of anything before that I had seen that felt like it would be a good fit." Yeah. And then when I thought of Moana, I was like, oh, it's perfect. They're like the same movie, but I guess slightly different enough to drive some kind of discussion. Right. The differences are what makes it interesting. Yeah. Tiana. That's my favorite Disney princess from Princess and the Frog. Oh. I like Princess and the Frog. I haven't seen that one. Keith David plays uh, plays the bad guy, the Baron Same D style bad guy. What's his name in this? Is is Baron Same D is the folk character but in this his character's name is dr facilier facilier i kept wanting to say lucifer he is depicted <laughs> in the image of baron samedi uh wearing a top hat and tail coat he's very voodoo new orleans witch doctor but his song is so great and Keith I know david is amazing yeah. <laughs> i love that movie uh well i think that that's it then for us today uh oh you know what that was the that was the last question remind me what movies you did for your for your marathon for your birthday marathon do you recall i think so so it was princess mononoke it -hmm. was la la land Mm -hmm. it was the lego movie Mm -hmm. and then i want to say i just threw in the lord of the rings let's take a look i I don't know that i recall what the fourth one was Let's see. There's that would have been August of like 2017, 2018. We'll just go yeah. far enough back. I think that's what it, it might have been. Return of the King. Although I, I think I'm just mixing that and our Lord of the Rings marathon together <laughs> in my brain. I mean, that would track the Lord of the Rings marathon. Now let's go down the line. We paired Lego Movie already with uh, Page Master. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. If you could pair La La Land with something and rip my heart out and not pair it with uh, uh, the Muppet movie, what would you pair it with? <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> I think it would probably just be the Muppet movie. I think that I think that you made a right decision by wanting to pair it with the Muppet movie. <laughs> the other one is Princess Bride. That was the other movie. Oh, of course. That which makes we sense. paired with... Uh, Lady in the Water for our first episode. First episode, yeah. Well. That's my favorite movie that I'm constantly forgetting. (laughs) There's always one like that. And then it's like, it'll pop up in something. Like, for my birthday, Jack got me a a Princess Bride storybook game. 
And then I'm like, oh, I love this movie. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like my favorite, probably my favorite, like non-series movie. Uh, speaking of birthday presents, what's your favorite birthday present, and why is it what Devin and I got you? I mean, it kind of is what you never got me. But just some awesome art of my main World of Warcraft character. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of you people that don't know us in real life uh, and, and are okay with having this distant relationship with two major celebrities that you'll never meet in your regular daytime. Uh, at nighttime, who knows? Who knows at nighttime? What's our next, uh, what's our next Marvel movie? What comes after? Oh, no. What did we just watch? We just watched, we just watched guardians too, right? Yes. Oh um, yeah. That was the last one that we recorded is the next one. The next one is we oh, already I did a whole link. Did we already do Doctor Strange? No, next one's Spider Man Homecoming. <gasps> oh. Doctor Strange was before Guardians. Spider Man yeah. Homecoming is up next. This might be the first time. Uh, if if you obviously you can still do the fun facts, but I would totally understand if you wanted to summarize the movie. What with it being Spider Man, I think I would probably like to summarize it. I think. There we go. Here's another question. Uh, I'm looking at this list here, and they're 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 putting the TV shows on. When we get to Spider-Man: Far From Home, are we going to go into WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, and then Black Widow? Or are we just going to go from Spider-Man: Far From Home to Black Widow? We haven't done any of the other Marvel shows. Well, but I WandaVision guess we, and these we ones haven't kind of technically done ours. We've done ours in just release order, right? Yeah, Not chronological. Obviously, because we'd have to watch Captain Marvel earlier on if we were going to do chronological. Right. Um, and then we'd only be able to watch half of Captain America. And then we'd have to watch the second half later. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a good question. That'll be one to mull on. Now we've got some time. Yeah. We've got, let's see, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. Hey, we've got until May know, of next year to decide whether or not we're going to do WandaVision or Black Widow. True. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I guess in... It is called What Do You Do MCU and not. It is part of two films, two curious. But yeah. are you and just trying to use this to open the, the gateway? To open, listen, to take I'm the not, seal off that Pandora's I'm, box? <laughs> I, will, I, I will promise to never try and put a TV show in the main two films, Too Curious. I will never even try to do that, and it's not even an if. But I want you to remember that the next time I pose the first three films too curious where I make us watch. <laughs> uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. 15 hours of movie. <laughs> Rat race and uh, scavenger hunt. It's not 15 hours. Mad, 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 mad world is only three, and the other two are regular length movies. So that's what? Five, eight. seven? That's like seven <laughs> or eight hours. It's fine. Anyways, later on this month, God willing, we're going to watch Spider-Man Homecoming. And then at the end of this month, again, as the powers that be may say, uh, we are watching with our special guest, future two films, three curious alum, Chris, Kumiko the Treasure Hunter, and Treasure Planet. Because two future two films, three curious alum, Chris, really wants us to watch Kamiku the Treasure Hunter 
and was so gracious to try and find a way to make it fit in our theme of this year, which is animated and live action. Mm -hmm. So uh, Treasure Planet is, as you might guess, on Disney+. Plus. Let's see if Kumiko is streaming. Kumiko the Treasure Hunter streaming. It is currently streaming on Amazon Prime if you buy it. Uh, Or Amazon Prime if you rent it. It is on Amazon. <laughs> so, renting it is. Renting it is. Uh, alternatively, uh, call your local libraries. Go to the library. And check it out there or get it through Interlibrary Alone to the library. Use your libraries. People should use libraries more. Uh, anyways, uh, if there's nothing else, uh, thank you for watching movies. And stay and, curious. Uh, and we love you. And we love you.